Off the Record, the weekly KOTO public affairs show that offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear in-depth conversations on community topics and issues that matter. As always, you are encouraged to join the conversation by calling 728-4333. Now here's your host. Good evening, Kodo listeners. This is Matt Hoysh from the Kodo News team. Welcome to another installment of Off the Record. And today on this gorgeous June, Tuesday evening, June 15th, we are at the midway point of June, which for anyone keeping track is is Pride. June is the month of Pride to celebrate love in all its forms, the, the LGBTQ community, just to, to really celebrate um, all the wonderful forms that love takes in our world and so we are going to have tonight a pride themed off the record we have some wonderful guests joining us in studio we have jamie J, the choreographer of the telluride aids benefit as well as laura shawnette and megan honey organizers of a special event this sunday called tell you pride sunday fun day all three of you welcome 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 thanks matt thanks Thank for you. having us um <laughs> Listeners, frequent listeners know this. New listeners are about to learn. It's also, this is off the record, and you are allowed to call in. So, so listeners, throughout the hour, if you have a story or a question or just something, you, you know, you want to celebrate pride on the Kodo Airwaves, give us a call, 970-728-4333. If, if you just have any, any loving thoughts you want to share on the Kodo Airwaves, 970-728-4333. Now... To start off, actually, I would just love for each of you to briefly, you know, just introduce yourself. I know that that you know, Honey and Laura, you guys are are locals, so a lot of people probably know y'all. But I think it's good <laughs> to just get intros in. Jamie, you're like, I don't, I don't know if you're a local, but you've been in and out of our community a bit, so I th- you've got a, a track record at least to 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 attest to. Uh, so Laura, we'll start with you for a oh, brief gosh, intro. I gotta go first. <laughs> Hi, Coda listeners. My name is Laura Shawnette. Um, if you're not sick of my voice already, <laughs> I've been with Such you all weekend. Voice, <laughs> I love it. Um, I've been in Telluride for almost 10 years now. I came 10 years ago for bluegrass and found love in the mountains and in my <laughs> wife and all of it just kind of melded together and it's it's been a great a great decade. Um, yeah. Is there anything specific? I'm that not you really. It's a very about? open-ended question, but also... We said this on the Bluegrass broadcast. You met Geneva. You met your wife 10 years ago at Bluegrass, which means this weekend is your 10-year anniversary of meeting your wife. Come on. That's why I'm all dressed up right now. I've got a big date after them. Cannot write this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so it's a really special time of year for us, and we always feel all the the big feels when, when June comes around for so many reasons. Bluegrass Festival is part of it, but also Pride. We love to celebrate Pride. I love being gay, and I love talking about it so that's why we booked thanks for having me (laughs) (laughs) jamie hi everybody i am jamie J. um and my last name is jackson just in case you know you want to send me something in the mail um (laughs) (laughs) um tell you ride has become like another home because like i said everyone gets stuck here and i feel like it's (laughs) happening now that i've also experienced my first bluegrass on your 10th anniversary (sighs) So, look, oh. it has so many more meanings. It's coming full circle. <laughs> All the way. I love that. Oh, <laughs> uh, Honey. 
Uh, and I'm Megan Honey. I've been here for about nine years. Um, Geneva and Laura actually um, adopted me. Um, <laughs> my first summer here, we became very close. And our first Aww. hangout, they invited me over to watch uh, Pitch Perfect, which was <laughs> just an incredible moment for everybody. Yes, and so pictures. I just feel, yeah. <laughs> every day, I feel super, super um, humbled. And uh, I feel very awesome that I get to be a part of this place and this community and uh, this group of friends. Mm. I love you. Love it, <laughs> um, Jamie. I feel like you should have dove into your backstory a bit more oh, in your intro. Okay. You've been well. So you've been you've been court. You're the choreographer for the Terry Aids Ben. For we're just gonna say tab from now on. Yeah. Um, and you've been doing this this your third year. This doing will that? be my third year doing it. Yeah. So that's just so interesting and amazing. And you're from New York, so you come out from New York to Telluride like every year to choreograph this show. Um, <laughs> for starters, we're gonna start at the basics. Can you just um <laughs> explain what tab is? Yes, the Tell You Right AIDS Benefit is here to raise awareness and basically and disseminate information about AIDS and HIV, which unfortunately it seemed like it, the talk about it has gone away, but it's still there. So I'm happy to be a part of something that keeps it alive and, you know, is doing the work to get it out there and doing such an event to actually put it on. And they involve the high school students, they involve all the volunteers in town. Um, I was happy I got to learn the story. The first year I did it, I think, was actually the 50-year anniversary of Stonewall. Yeah. So it also resonated with me. So, of course, me. I was like, okay, guys, you want to be a part of this? You have to now go watch Paris is Burning. Yes. Which, when I watched it, one of my friends who has passed away was and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, so it, like, this cause holds a lot dear to my heart. So to be asked to be a part of something that, I love to do one dance, and then the cause just met, matches well with it. So, and then they asked me to come back. I was like, <laughs> "Great, you guys, <laughs> you're waiting until I really let my guard down." <laughs> I feel like that's homework we need to pass on to any listeners: is yes. watch Paris is Burning if you haven't yet. It'll mm -hmm. give so much context to a lot of slang that we use and a lot of cultural references that are are frequented not only in the gay community the gay community but that have passed outside and like I think it's so important for us to recognize the folks who started a lot of these phrases that have become so popular mm -hmm. and also dance styles and just safe spaces are so important and I love that that's important homework I'm looking for like the is there a, I don't know like the cultural history of how just like you know queerness has influenced culture I mean I'm thinking like notes on camp I guess but like I would just imagine it's like too much even to put into a book oh every oh. everything cool is queer yeah I mean Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all the things that I feel like have trickled into society that uh, feel free-flowing and fun and just a little bit on the edge of maybe what you thought was acceptable but that you know is a bigger part of yourself, I feel like really started in the queer community in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, we're about to dive into a rabbit hole that I want to go into, but I don't want to go too far away <laughs> because first I also I have to ask Jamie too because I I need to clarify, how did you get involved with Tab? How did this New York choreographer get dragged to this middle of nowhere mountain Mount town <laughs> to choreograph a fashion show to raise money for AIDS and HIV? Over like, 7,000 feet above sea level? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, Amanda uh, Carlson, who is also one of the co-choreographers on the show, she 
after she they would do I found out that once the show was here they were doing it in Aspen also for so the AIDS awareness trickled into mental health awareness there so she was like you got to come see the show you got to come see the show I came to see the show and I got thrown in the show in Aspen <laughs> I was like I came to see how did I wind up on stage in about seven numbers but I loved it even up to running up and down the stairs at over 7,000 feet above sea level which you guys are probably used to but for a city boy <laughs> and then I think I did that show for about two or three years and then Katie Parnello who they asked to come back and do the um, be creative director invited me to come be the choreographer and everyone gladly obliged and I was just you know like a kid in the candy store at a, in the new town I was like oh my god this exists it does don't tell too many people, though. Yeah. I know, I know because how am I going to get a house if I tell everybody else? You're i got to get a house first. None of us are... Well, you got... Never mind. I'm not going to say these things. Um, um, also, though, that is like the catchphrase of tell your... It's like, tell your ride. Oh, my God, this exists. Mm-hmm. Like the tours, I hope the tour... No, never mind. Um, um, all right. Lauren and Megan... Pony, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna say anyway. That's right. You guys are also planning an event, which is why you're here. We didn't just bring you here because you're gay. I mean, you know, you're doing a thing too for pride. <laughs> it's because we're really <laughs> good looking. Qualifier, yeah. We faces so for we're radio. Faces for radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you both are planning an event this Sunday at the Transfer Warehouse called Tell You Tell You Pride Sunday Fun Day. Also, you guys need to trademark Tell You Pride because that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it, we're trying to work. That's on really talking about it. That's very nice. <laughs> um, what is Tell You Red? Tell You Pride Sunday Fun Day. You should I? Well, should. our subtext for this event is that it's a celebration of and for the LGBTQ plus community, and so um, you know we have. The, we in all the years that I've lived here, there weren't really events in June to celebrate Pride Month, and. You know, we have this amazing Gay Ski Week in February and TAB and all of these other things earlier in the year. But during June, while everyone else is celebrating Pride, it felt like we didn't really have anything going on. And so it's kind of just formed out of necessity. Like, we just really wanted to do something. And we also really wanted to put something together that younger queer people could attend because a lot of the events that happen earlier in the year aren't really kid-friendly. And I think it's really visibility is so key in this development and we want young queer people to see older queer members of the community and to like have faces to associate with this journey that they're going through and um you know the resource center is going to have a table there Planned Parenthood will have a like a tent there doing rapid HIV testing we're going to have all kinds of resources games prizes there will be a bar for folks who can drink there will be the crepe cart we'll have some drag we'll have a DJ DJ Soul Atomics yeah. coming back to turn it up <laughs> so um, it really is a, a, fu- a Sunday fun day it's a bit, we packed it out um, <laughs> with events but in terms of the why I would say because there wasn't anything and um, when we connected with Telluride Arts, you know, I think they were really interested in supporting something like this because they, you know, care about supporting local artists, which, and the arts are so connected to the gay community as well. And it just felt like a really natural partnership. So yes. they have generously let us use their space. I'm sucking up all the air in the room. So, Honey, oh. I should let you, <laughs> you talk, no, speak you, to it a little bit. Abs- absolutely <laughs> and when we say necessity, we mean that as gays, we really need to dance a lot. <laughs> and there wasn't as Truth. much as as much as we love bluegrass. We love blue, it's great, but we you know, the gays need a funky dance party and so mm-hmm. that was for me that's the necessity we needed to fill. 
as well. But yeah. I think Laura covered most of it. She's just she's been the queen of operations of this. Gosh. So oh. I've just been I've just been a tugboat along with it. Oh my so. gosh, moral <laughs> moral support, great ideas. I feel like it's worth mentioning too that you know. While this is a space for the queer community, we do we welcome allies. We recognize mm-hmm. that this journey and the growth that this community has made has a lot of support has gotten us here. My big ask of, of allies that that come, and I hope that you do, is just that you know that you're coming into a, a space that is for queer people to celebrate their history mm-hmm. and celebrate with us, join us, but just be aware of the space that you're in. And that that's all that I would ask anyone to do. And um, with just with gratitude, I'm so excited. Yes. Mm. Um, Mahoney is saying that queer people need to dance. We got a couple songs <laughs> that we got queued up, so oh I think it's a good time for a dance break. <laughs> um, and I had each of you choose like three songs, and oh, you all, so e- all of you, emailed back and said, "Oh, this was so hard. It was so, so hard, hard to pick music." And and now I'm gonna make it even harder because you guys pick like 40 minutes of music and like I love music but we got music all the time on Coda like this is an hour for talking but there's gonna be a little bit of music so we're only gonna have each of you pick one song and and Honey you gotta pick a song what, what if your so your, your songs just remind you and audience now you're gonna know what you're not hearing oh God. was is Dancing on My Own by Robin obviously XO by Beyonce and Higher Love Whitney Houston and Kigo um well I had to really pare down the entire Whitney Houston discography, really, because, you know, she's she's my queen. She's my favorite. So I'm definitely going to go uh, with Whitney Houston's Higher Love. Um, one, it's just a bang and dance track. And Whitney does represent a lot of um, what pride means for me in just so many areas. So that's that's probably going to be my number one pick because it was such an easy one. All right, let's go. Higher Love, folks. Let's get that dancing going. Ow.
Whitney. Whitney. Yes. I feel, to, to, as as Julia Caulfield would say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds like Julia. It does. Uh, yeah. Julia, come out of me. Um, um, great pick, Honey. Thank you. Um, Listeners, if you're just tuning in, this is Off the Record. I'm Matt Hoyce from the Kodo News Team. We are joined by Jamie J, choreographer at the Telluride AIDS Benefit, Laura Shawnette, and Honey, organizers <laughs> of Tell You Pride Sunday Funday, for a special Off the Record all about all things Pride. And listeners, if you have any any stories, any comments you want to share about Pride, give us a call, 970-728-4333. Actually, about Pride or just, just about being queer or gay. I mean, really, I, I will, I'll extend that umbrella a little bit. <laughs> um, but 970-728-4333. The phone lines, as always, are open. And um, <laughs> I got a question for all three of you. I'm going to start with Honey, because Honey, right before Whitney went on, you were like, this song reminds me stands for i guess what pride means to me all those things so the question for all of you really is just going to be what is what does pride mean to each of you and you're going to start because you said that about the whitney mm, song it's true yeah um i think for me pride is growing up, i was very loved as a child i had a, had a great jo- childhood was very lucky in that sense but who i was and am as a queer person wasn't celebrated i'm i'm from deep east texas and even my parents who are wonderful and have been supportive in so many ways i don't think quite know how to celebrate that queerness and for me pride is a celebration of that difference of all the best parts of me um and for me that's what pride is it is celebrating what i feel are the best parts of me the empathy the openness the willingness to step outside of myself and look at things that um maybe I don't think come naturally or aren't there at first glance and the willingness to look a little bit deeper and then celebrate those things and celebrate all those differences that kind of make us the queer community all one because we all have a different story and a different path to the celebration of ourselves. Mm. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Quit crying, it's, Laura. It's like so hot, but I have <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it's true. Like it, it resonates because um, I remember... A friend of mine, we went to college together, and I worked there, and we lived in the same neighborhood in Brooklyn, East New York. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> and, you know, I, she was like, hey, are you going to Pride? And I was like, huh? Are you going to... And then by the third time, she just gave it up because she was like, oh, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I feel like later that year, I found out what Pride was. I said, oh, because growing up in the hood, like, and I feel like all of us that are of a certain age now when we were younger and didn't know what it was and our older generation than that shunned it we had to hide it and then now that we get older and there were more resources available or people that we could reach out to which is why it's amazing that you're working even with the youth because they need somewhere to go when they don't know where to go which is referencing back to Paris is burning learning the history (laughs) the houses were there to take in those that didn't have some place to go. So it took a long time to understand and find who I was and not care about what anybody else said or thought mm-hmm. and become almost like an uncle to a whole bunch of people. I'm like, how did this happen? Oh, you're the gay uncle. I am. Like, uncle. It's, and I'm like, and I was talking to my friend. He said, how do all of them find you? I said, I don't know. <laughs> and now that I'm of this age, I'm like, yeah, I always been older than everybody but making sure they were comfortable and had a safe space Mm -hmm. and 
and I think that's what it is with me. Like pride is like you can go be around people, and it's like having an instant connection with somebody, yeah. knowing that we've all been on this drug, this struggle, this struggle and journey together. Oh, that's a new word. The struggle. So, and it's it's just become. I'm glad that now it's. It's becoming so much more widely accepted, but it's like we've always been here. And while gay doesn't define us, it's like, mm-hmm. just understand we're not that much different from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still human beings. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, it's hard to build on that at all. I think um, you they've both touched on, like, such amazing pieces and elements of pride. And I think that... You know, while we have come so far and that it seems more commonplace and so folks are so much more accepting than they have been in the past as it as it appears, not everyone is blessed with families that accept them in these uh, when they come out as queer or, or trans or gay, uh, anything in this spectrum. And I think safe spaces are essential. I think it's really common within this community to find chosen families, which mm-hmm. you both have kind of led into, um, because when folks feel isolated they need somewhere to go and so a lot of times we lean on each other and to me that's what pride is is making safe spaces for folks to be who they are and for folks to celebrate love and um, also in high school for me I I wasn't in the most welcoming home for for this kind of you know lifestyle and um, and I don't even know if I knew that about myself at the time but I definitely didn't feel like I could figure it out and so I think seeing people who were gay was was it so important to that journey and seeing people who had the courage to just like celebrate this beautiful thing instead of feeling like it was something to hide or hush mm-hmm. is so important and we have to keep doing that and we have to keep recognizing that this is we're not going anywhere and we are just people and this is a beautiful part of who we are and it is something to celebrate and so that's really all I can say I think it's it's just like it's worth celebrating so dang it we're gonna celebrate it yeah. right. <laughs> I mean, y'all have kind of already answered this question in a way but I, I'll explicitly ask it just to see if you have any other thoughts I mean I guess the question is like why do we need pride like why do we still need pride you know I think in 2021 definitely queer culture is becoming more mainstream i don't know if there's ever going to be like a complete like done with that kind of thing but like why why do we need pride like in 2021 when why do we need why do we still need it were you here from 2016 to 2020 <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm gonna ask why we need a lot of things that oh, i thought boy. we had already covered oh, but boy. uh <laughs> yeah um I'm, I'm just going to leave it there, I guess. <laughs> let someone else I mean, die. for me, when I have I have family members who have asked me that, like, we don't have a straight pride. Why do you need a, a gay pride, a parade or, or whatnot? And I've, I've told them this before. And I said, have you ever, when you plan to go on vacation, have you ever Googled if um, you're going to be thrown in jail or murdered or attacked in the country that you're going in? Mm-hmm. Have you ever pretended that your partner is your cousin or your sister yeah. when you're holding hands somewhere? Um and just because we have made leaps and bounds and because we live in a special place like Telluride doesn't mean that fear and, and you know how it is, especially as a black man. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's even tenfold walking around somewhere that we still have, we need to have pride because we are still so scared in so many places that we yeah. shouldn't be scared. So just because it's 2021 and just because we have made these leaps and bounds, um, it is just... It is a bucket of water out of an ocean. 
Mm-hmm. And so we still have to have things like pride. And because I just feel like we're getting better with age. The queer community is getting better with age. We throw better parties as time's going on. <laughs> so we're going to keep having pride because it's getting better with age. Yeah. Um, so um, I have two older sisters and one younger sister. And kind of recently wrote relocated to Georgia so I've traded in my apple for a peach (laughs) Um, (laughs) but um, it's you know people always have stories about coming out you know Mm -hmm. and someone asked me like when did you come out I was like I never came out I just got comfortable with myself Mm. and if you couldn't accept me for you know and it's like I didn't change I just was like well this isn't going to change so why should I keep fighting it because the world says no or there's a book that says no, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I'm just comfortable with myself. It has nothing to do with coming out. I don't have anything to prove to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just need to be comfortable with myself. And when we talked, she said, when you were younger, I knew you, because I just had a straight up conversation where I was like, man, <laughs> I almost said what I said, but this is censored radio. <laughs> but we were, FCC's listening. I know. I was like, in other, we were talking about relationships and men. I was like, yeah, they all suck mm-hmm. on both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, she said, I knew when you were younger, we didn't know what it was called then. I'm about to say how many years ago. <laughs> but <laughs> we didn't know what it was called then, but I knew and I loved you anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's always conflicting sometimes when you know people love you, but that one thing they see, Ooh. it's like, you know, and when it's in the family and, you, and you're wise enough at a young age to be intuitive to what you're saying, I know it's to me, against me, or trying to veer me somewhere else, I just began to get a smart mouth. So, Jamie, when are you getting married? Uh, when are you going to pay for the wedding? <laughs> Jamie, when are you having kids? Are you going to take care of them when I go to Sri Lanka? You know, I give them all the shit, all the stuff back. Cause it's okay. Mea culpa. Yeah, yeah. Because it, you know, some when you have to, when you grow up trying to defend yourself after mm-hmm. you become comfortable mm-hmm. with yourself, it's like I don't really have to explain it to you. If you don't like it, I'm not dealing with you. Mm-hmm. But if you love me as my blood relative, then what are we going to do? Yeah. That's really tough. I know that was like a a big part of how my family responded. Like definitely my extended family when it was like, oh, that's okay. We love you in spite of that. In spite of. We love you even though. And I'm like, you love me, but you see this glaring thing that you wish would disappear. And I I love that you'd like address that because that's something I always hope people are aware of. If someone comes out to you and you don't really know what to say, like... I love you is a great thing to say, but you don't have to keep going necessarily right. after that. And um, I think that, oh my goodness, I think you just touched on so many things that <laughs> that still happens a lot. And I, something I just want to challenge folks to do is, you know, if there are questions that you might not ask your straight friends, like, hey, how are you going to go about having children? Or would you like some of my um, contribution to have those children, like, physically? Um, (laughs) Don't do that, because it's just as uncomfortable for gay people, and it's totally none of your business. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that was a little bit of a PSA. No, I I really enjoyed that, and that, I mean, I feel like almost all queer people that I know were intuitive children on some level. Whether we were labeled as smart mouths or difficult or old souls, I think we all had some level of intuition, either because, not necessarily because we were gay, but we simply knew that there was a different expanse for love within us. And empathy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we just, and we saw that in people, 
either labeled that in whatever comfortable terms they could. But I think that's very true that we were intuitive children on some level. I got a text from my wife just now that she wanted to, to squeeze something in there about why we have pride. And she says that pride is the opposite of shame. And we're not yeah. ashamed. Geneva. Uh, yeah. She's Geneva just for poignant. Oh. Just really, <laughs> really hit the nail on the head with that. But wanted to squeeze that in there. That was a great point, G. I yeah. love it. Thank you, Geneva. And um, all of you guys also thank you. But cannot express in words much is enough. Thank you. Listeners, if you have a comment or question you want to um, get on the air, give us a call. 970-728-4333. Um, you know, I, I guess... Um, Jamie, I'm going to jump on to you also for a sec because I think we're, we're balancing a couple things here. And the other thing, you know, is the Hellier AIDS benefit is tab. And I do have a couple questions about that because it's a big event coming up in a little bit. Um, I just have to ask you, I mean, how you're thinking about tab this year. I mean, also the fact that it's going to be at the airport on the <sighs> runway, which is, I don't, have you ever choreographed something on a runway? <laughs> I, first of all, I just want to apologize to everybody because everyone's <laughs> like, if you love the winter, you'll love the summer. So... Oh, sorry, COVID had to happen for me to get here. <laughs> but look, we're here now, it's open, and we're good. Um, but it's, it's crazy because my first year doing it, they were like, Jamie, it's going to be in a convention center because we rehearsed at the Palm Theater, Michael Palm, you know, Palm Theaters. Um, and so when I got to the convention center, I was like, oh, okay, there is much more space than in the hallway at the high school. So now it's like, we're going to be at an airport. There are no walls. There are no ceilings. There could be a plane. There's going to be mountains. There's going to be sun. Where else are you going to get this backdrop for a show? It's true. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, pretty epic. So, like, I'm excited. Like, rehearsals are going well. Like, as soon as I leave here, I'm going to run the rehearsals. So, are you rehearsing on the runway right now? No, we go up to the rehearse uh, Sunday to the airport oh, for the first okay. time. Okay. And we'll Ooh. take the full cast to rehearse. So, Ooh. I keep telling them, like, no, it's 100 feet that way you have to walk. A hundred feet that way. Wow, I've been like seeing you guys like, in the palm or in the in the palm lobby, and I'm like, are these things like marked like at scale? Like, because I imagine it's gonna be a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I tell them. I said, you you you're walking fast. Like, oh, you're there. I have time. No, you'll be out of breath. <laughs> Do you guys have a lot of models this year compared to the past years? Same amount. I think this we have. I think we have more models in the summer. I think that and there's a lot of new faces also and, Speaking and, of. and for me to say new faces after only three i'm i'm a local i'm a local <laughs> yeah, you are, you yeah. are. we'll allow we voted I, I know a few people <laughs> the dispensaries got me in this system yeah. <laughs> that's really when you've made it julia caulfield though was, matt's counterpart oh. on the news team oh, is part right. of tab I know. yes so Listeners, you've got to come watch Speaking her strut her stuff. Yes. Speaking of new faces. I'm hearing good things. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Super excited. Um, um, and also just, you know, um, I'm, I'm curious. Well, for, you know what? We're going to play another song while I, I get my words going together. <laughs> um, but, Jamie, we're going to have you oh, pick no. one of your songs now. And we're going to have a little bit of a dance break here. We got... All Night Don't Stop by Janet Jackson, <laughs> Human Nature by Great. Madonna, and yeah. We Found Love by oh. Rihanna. What's it going to be? Oh. Oh, <laughs> see, because we already found love with Whitney. So we already talked about not being shameful and prideful. So no, we're not sorry. So I think we're going to have to now go and dance all night with Janet Jackson. I love, yeah. it. Oh, I love it. Let's go all night. <laughs> Janet Jackson will be back in just a sec. Yeah. <laughs> 
right there so good so good great choice jamie um that was uh, that was all night by janet jackson listeners if you're just tuning in this is matt hoyes from the Kodo news team joined by jamie J, laura shawnette and honey megan honey uh <laughs> a special i i think that is though i think it works um for his special off the record all about pride it is june after all so we're chatting about pride here if you have a pride story you want to share some something you want to share on the radio give us a call 970-728-4333 and um 
Jamie, we went into Janet Jackson right there, left off chatting a bit about Telluride AIDS benefit, about about TAB, which you are choreographing. Um, so I want to ask you, and then there's also kind of a corollary question that all three of you can answer, but Jamie, I'm going to specifically ask about TAB. The question being, for you, I guess, what does TAB mean in 2021 this year, just because it's been a crazy past year? And then I guess the extension for just all of you to also just think about is, I guess, like, what does pride mean for all of you in this year? Because um, 2021 has followed and is in the midst of some just wild stuff. Um, one thing I heard um, Michael's partner say when he, you know, he always come in and address everybody when we start in the first year, he said, the goal is to never do this show again. Mm. The goal is to not have to deal with AIDS and HIV anymore. Because I feel like we've all lost somebody to it. So rather than, and it's so happy and fitting that tab happens in pride that we don't want to continue to mourn, but we want to celebrate. So what better month to do it in? So, and we even said, like, with the show this year, it was like, what are we going to try to do a theme? We always try to do a storyline, a through line to, like, you know, tie in part of the cause. Mm-hmm. And we were like, I don't are know. You, I think are you allowed to tell us what the theme is this year? Or is it secret? We said we just wanted to have fun. Oh, the fun theme. And then We're good at that. Then it's at the airport, so. <laughs> oh, so exciting. <laughs> when you're talking about Michael's partner, you're talking about Mi- Michael Palm's Pal- partner. Pal- for yeah. context, for anyone Pal- who might not be familiar, Michael Palm of the Michael Palm Theater, after which it's named, of course, and, and also was very involved, right? Yeah. Like a huge part of TAB in its inception. Mm. Sorry, just wanted yeah, to make sure yeah, I squeezed yeah, that know, in. I was like, just in case folks don't know Michael, that is, um, that's who that's referencing. Mm. Awesome. Um, Honey and Laura, just how you're thinking about Pride in general in 2021. Mm. I mean, dang, we had to take the dang. year off last year, <laughs> so we've got a lot uh, of... Uh, pent up pride. Yeah, right? <laughs> We're just like exploding rainbows over here. <laughs> um, I think... I think what we saw over the past year was kind of capping off, as we mentioned before, uh, several years of really intense, um, amplified bigotry and oppression for many communities. Um, I wouldn't say that the gay community received the worst of it. I would say that we were not celebrated, though, in the way that, um, that I think that we've been striving for. And I think that my pride... I, I, I always say this, but I think I, I feel like pride has to be intersectional for it to be legit. Mm. I think that we have to, we cannot celebrate ourselves without celebrating all of our, all of the groups within this group and also lifting up other oppressed groups because like we have to, we have to have each other's backs. Um, I think that, um, I, I've had just a lot to think about over the past year. And so 2021 for me is kind of, a new outlook and a new appreciation for um, for what this journey looks like and how we can lift others up in the process. And that's, I guess, how I'm trying to say this very generically and broadly <laughs> without um, without going too deep down the rabbit hole because that will eat your well, last 20 minutes. I'll push really quick for a, like a quick response. Just, I don't know, what is what is an example of some, how your outlook has changed, I guess, in reflecting in the last year? Um, I think that seeing there's been a lot of amplified hatred in this country that we've seen over the past several years, a lot of bigotry, a lot of racism and recognizing other voices that need to be lifted up in the process. And I always think about pride as like lifting others up from this community, but also seeing part of the journey of 
the LGBTQ community is that other oppressed groups have helped us to get here as well. Mm. And like, I think that I've also seen within this community itself, a lot of like internal bigotry and hatred and people who maybe aren't accepting of trans folks or people who aren't accepting of non-binary people or like, you know, there's so many elements to it. Like J.K. Rowling went from being a hero because Dumbledore was gay to suddenly <laughs> being what we would call, what is it, a feminist, ex uh, trans-exclusionary feminist, a TERF, I think, a is turf. the acronym. Oh. That's it. Um, and so, not that this is about her. We can, so we can Voldemort that. That's next but week's off the record. Anyways, <laughs> long story long, um, Pride for Me is... Um, is that and I think it's really important now more than ever that we continue to do that it's about sharing stories it's about lifting up voices mm. and it's about safe spaces yeah mm. Honey, Pride 2021 for you oh boy um, I think this past year really pulled the veneer back of or what we thought was a veneer of society and how quickly um, when everything shut down and services were lost we saw that the first communities to lose services to lose basic needs and necessities were time and time again marginalized communities um whether it be queer people whether it be people of color uh trans people the people who didn't suffer were the ones who were already benefiting from the system and so the system failing and shutting down didn't affect them in the same way and we just saw how we just saw how broken the system is. Not that we didn't know it was already broken, not that we didn't know that it didn't work for so many people, but it was just so magnified. And coming into this next year, I mean, to be cliche from every corporate email that you've gotten, um, within these trying times, we've come to see what really matters. But the communities that have been existing on the outskirts of this we already we've know what matters at you. we've been there we know mm. what matters we've already chosen the things that matter and we've chosen to go up against the patriarchy and white supremacy and things that just don't benefit the overall health of all of us we've been fighting that for so long and so this isn't new for us um these trying times are not new for us and for some of us we've experienced it even more than we ever could and so i feel like 2021 pride is us just saying we've been resilient for thousands of years and we're going to keep being resilient and you've all gotten a small taste of this and so come celebrate with us what it means to celebrate the things that really matter mm. we're still here baby we're still here baby Mm. And, and it, it's so crazy, like she touched on like the generic corporate email and mm -hmm. now kind of working back in that world again, so many companies with, you know, George Floyd and the, the, the trans uh, murders that are probably too far to count. Now they all have these DNI initiatives in their company. They're creating whole mm. siphoned off thing like to address and make sure we attest to this issue but i'm like you're putting off a branch of your main company to focus on like no make that branch a part of the tree trunk mm -hmm. mm. yeah like mm -hmm. you, it's okay to hire all of us to do the things you need because you know we do it better so then <laughs> acknowledge us because your hair wouldn't be the way it is your makeup wouldn't be the way it is mm. you look a mess on camera in those clothes if you mm. dress yourself oh, like your music choice yes. sucks so thanks for you know, there are so many things that can be attributed to us. 
And that's to the straight world and the gay world artists and <laughs> things and all of those natures because give us our credit. You know you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, culture is such like a, a big part of all this. Do, for each of you, do, do you have like in mind a, a cultural representation of queer people that you just think is a good representation? Is something you would turn people to to just see as like a thing of like, this is, this thing is, I think is actually a good, I don't know, representation of queer life. It feels like, it's, uh, it's so, that's hard to narrow down for me. That is very hard. There's like a lot of folks that I, I feel like when I was trying to educate myself more on the history and dive in further to that journey that I, I would flag. There's this person, Stormy Delavery, and she was one of the, she was um, identified as a butch lesbian at the time. And in the 50s and 60s, she was a volunteer bouncer at Stonewall. Oh. Mm. She's widely credited as like being... Uh, not throwing the first brick, but for starting the altercation that then led to the riot in 1969. Supposedly, I know there's a few folks who who say that, but she also um, she used to MC these shows, these like kind of vaudeville shows, and the whole shtick was she would be pr- like male presenting on stage with like five women, and she'd be like, you know, there's one one person on stage is in drag who is it and and it was her it was always her and no one ever knew and she's just like super epic and super brave and she she was the mother of the west village mm-hmm. west yeah. village is where it is um that was kind of like that was her title and she was like a protector of queer people and and f- would just like combat straight people passing by or just just people who wanted to present conflict and it was I just she's not as well known as I feel like she should be and so I Storme Delavery there's a really good podcast episode about her that you could look up on Nancy um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Marsha P. Johnson of course mm-hmm. is super epic yeah. I RuPaul's been super influential for me because I was born in the 80s and um, seeing seeing him was really special <laughs> and giving bringing drag and ballroom culture in a way to the mainstream for people to learn more about not that it's I wouldn't say ball but I think that it kind of paved the way for things like Pose to kind of come through and for us to see these in the mainstream in a positive way because prior to that I feel like we weren't always seeing positive representation of gay people in the media so those are I'll just I'll stop there could probably <laughs> go, go crazy Rim with it to you. Um, that's you know that's how, when we were off air earlier we were talking about um, gay people are not a monolith we yeah. we look different we move different we come from different worlds and um, I grew up in East Texas at the rodeos and at church and and also y'all church is campy as hell so <laughs> we wear robes we sing so, I, you know, so Me too. church is you know Did it. church is campy like dance moves exactly the, dance moves you go to God. camp get indoctrinated you know but for me all of that still made me the queer person that I am and even someone like Dolly Parton, who mm. was a huge part of my life in my childhood, who I feel is honestly this wonderful bridge between a very, very straight patriarchal world and a very, very gay, campy world. And I think she walks that line really well. And she doesn't really hide in the shadows from it. She doesn't pretend to sit on the fence. She's very vocal about queer and trans rights. And I really, I love Dolly Parton because the world that I grew up in, I like all the parts about me. I don't want to stifle the world that I came from because it all made me who I am. Country music, rodeos, which rodeos, gay as hell too. What's the, (laughs) do you remember, can you off the top of your head, the documentary about gay rodeos? 
Oh, yes. I will. You can, you can also Google this if you want to. That was but a mountain film? It, I, saw, I, don't, I don't remember if I saw it at mountain film. But if you can nope, Google this, it's, it's, I think it's really important because gay rodeos are a very big is thing. It, is it queens and cowboys? It might be. Is I feel like there might have been a couple. Either way, I'm watching that Either movie. one, yeah. That sounds that delicious. That sounds great. Like that. But, um, yeah, I would just... There, I love ballroom too and voguing. I think that is such an incredible part of the queer community and all of that can just, I feel like it can really flow together if you let it, if you're willing to not let gay people just be in boxes all the time. Mm-hmm. We can be all these things. I love to be in West Hollywood dancing at a gay bar. I also really love baseball and I love going to rodeos and there are all these things are a part of me. And so if I, like Dolly Parton, probably one of my biggest, yeah. um, but if you get a chance, Google this documentary about uh, queer rodeos, because it just shows kind of an underside of what the patriarchy does to people, how it forces people underground, and how gay people are everywhere mm-hmm. and doing it better than you. Hello, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can I can only like I can remember a conversation. Mine is like more like uh, we I met some friends that were in my dance company in New York. Um, we at a bar, sat down having drinks, and one of them looked over at me and was like, "Jamie, are you gay? Because you don't act like so and so who's like you know the flamboyant gay, and you don't act like these boys who are the straight like." Ooh, which which girl is coming out the classroom next? I was like, mm-hmm. I'm Jamie. Um, I'm attracted to men, yes. But I mean, if that label makes it happy for you, and then she's like, Well, why don't these other people come out of the closet? I said, It's not about me and them coming out of the closet. It's so funny how everybody that's not gay think they know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all have to let these people be. I know what my journey was, and that's how I became my uncle. I was like, oh, baby, I know you. I was like, all right, just come time. on. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. So it's, it's, I think the one, if they have questions and are unsure, usually my friends, I'm like, come hang out with me. I love it. Because gay, it's, and, and I tell some of my friends, I said, you ask me, I'm like, do you want to know if I'm gay or do you want to know if I like men? Because if I tell you I'm gay, it comes with all of these labels in your head because you're, you know, you're not that educated on it yet. But if I tell you I'm attracted to men, does that make me gay? Because I'm attracted to women also. I'm attracted to any beautiful person. I'm a demisexual. Look at us. My friend, my, my, <laughs> ha, hello. Like having hello. that, having these conversations, my friend, I say, he's like, oh, you're a demisexual. So, of course, we go to Google. Yeah. I'm like, oh, because I'm attracted to the person first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just so happened that <laughs> men usually first. <laughs> That's fair. I guess. So, fair enough. Uh, um, we were almost out of time, which I, I knew that was going to happen. This goes really way too quickly. Um, but the last question is, I'm just curious, especially with you both, Megan and Erhonian and Laura, for the, the, the Tell You Pride event you guys are putting on, you said, especially for young people. Um, what's the message you all would say for any, any young queer folk listening, the message you want to throw out on the, on the Kodo Airwaves for um, any of those folks who are tuning in? You are loved. You are awesome. It's not always easy. Be kind to other people. Be kind to yourself like and um if you need support get it ask for it there's people here for you um but queer is beautiful i think was it honey all things cool are queer all things queer are cool (laughs) so uh don't forget how cool you are 
Jamie? Um, if you have that question and you see someone that you feel like you identify with, ask them because you that can be your first safe space. Mm. Oh, yes. Find your safe space. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I had a friend who came out and I remember that, like she was so scared to come out to other people, but she was like, I know that this one person in my family is going to be cool. I was like, all right, so build your team. Like, yeah. start start by building your team. I love that. Yeah, so build your team. Yeah. Um, I think mine would be um, take your time. This isn't a race. You're allowed to ask questions every year. Your, what you're figuring out and the layers that you're pulling back are allowed to change every day. It's, you, don't, you don't have to rush to find this out. Whatever you're questioning, whatever you're feeling, Take your time. Let it unfold naturally. You don't owe anybody except yourself answers or honesty. Um, and my two rules, I, I feel like, for life and in most relationships, and most importantly, the relationship with yourself, is be honest and be kind. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just take your time, baby. And you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to change your mind. It is all right. You it's don't have to. You don't have to fall into a box. You don't have mm-hmm. to fall into a label. Just live your life in a way that makes you the most happy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And exudes kindness. Yeah. Um. God, guys are some of the best guests I've had all year. Oh, guys, guys are great. This was a great panel. Oh, I'm so I'm guys. so happy you guys all came on. <laughs> um, real quick, the Telluride AIDS benefit is on um, June 24th, 25th, and 26th. I'm pretty sure it's yes. it's almost all sold out. But June 24th, I think, might be a little bit a little bit I open. I think there might be a little bit more since we had to add another show because it sold out mm. so quick. So. Y'all come on and experience this airport fashion show like never oh, before. So like, <laughs> I mean, uh, apparently there's shuttles so you can have a drink and not worry about driving down that mountain back oh, into town. Oh, so, I mean, yeah, don't be that public person. transit. Hello. Come on now. Um, tell you Pride Sunday Fun Day this Sunday at from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Transfer Warehouse. Yeah. And um, you've been listening to Jamie J, the choreographer of the Telluride AIDS Benefit, and Laura, Seanette, and Megan Honey, organizers of Tell You Pride Sunday Fun Day. I'm Matt Hoist from the Kodo News team, and we are going to go out with Laura. Oh. What's, what's your song? What's your song taking us out? <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't quite decide, but I think let's go Janelle Monae. Yes. Let's go. Let's Make go. me yes. feel. All right. Yes. Listeners, thank you so much Happy for Pride, tuning y'all. in. Happy Pride, y'all. Happy Pride. Come Stay see gay. Yeah. Baby, don't make me spell it out for ya All of the feelings that I got for ya Can't be explained, but I can try for ya Yeah, baby, don't make me spell it out for ya You keep on asking me the same questions And second-guessing all my intentions Should know by the way I use my compression that you got the answers to my confessions It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender An emotional sexual bender Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it better There's nothing better That's just the way you make me feel 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 uh-huh. So good, so good, so good, so real Uh-huh, that's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you make me feel You know I love it, so please don't stop it You got me right here in your jean pocket Laying your body on a shag carpet 